Welcome in to another new podcast from Codings Pro Magazine. As always, I'm your host, Ben DuBose, news editor with the AMP Publications team. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome in Eric Nenninger, founding partner of 62 Archer Inspection and Consulting. Eric, thanks for taking the time. How are you? I'm doing well, Ben. How are you doing today? Can't complain at all. For those who are not aware, Eric is the founding partner of 62 Archer Inspection and Consulting. They're based out of St. Louis, Missouri. Nininger has been in the industrial coatings field for close to 20 years. He's worked over that time with application companies, paint manufacturers, and inspection firms. Got a broad knowledge of the industry. He's a NACE Level 3 coating inspector and a member of AMP, and he was the chairman of the local NACE chapter for many years. And we're bringing him on the podcast today to continue our member profile series in which we spotlight influential members of our association over the year to talk about their contributions to the industry, what they're doing now, and in the case of Eric, beyond just what he does for the association, he's also a member of this year's editorial advisory group for Coatings for Magazine. So we'll be talking about that as well. Eric, I think a good place to start, if you could, just walk us through your career in the industry. Again, I know you're a founding partner with 62 Archer right now, but I know that's far from the only thing you've done over your two decades or so in the industry. For anyone who's not aware, just walk us through a little bit of your career history and what it is that led you to your role today. Yeah, um, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, excited to uh, to be on the podcast and, and uh, find another way to contribute to the industry with uh, the editorial group. So uh, appreciate that. But uh, you don't always go into your uh, college advisor and uh, tell them that you want to be in the uh, industrial coding world. Um, but uh, I had a little uh, jump start um, starting as early as high school as, as, as a summer job. Uh, worked for a uh, large application company um, and was just working in the in the shop, rolling hoses and cleaning out blast pots and getting load lists ready and uh, occasionally would go out to projects and help clean up a job site after it was completed. So um, found out real quick that that's not what I wanted to do, um, but have a great respect and understanding for the guys and, and, and gals that do it every day because um, it, it's, um, you know, you're in the elements. It's, uh, it's not easy work. You're in dangerous situations. Um, as far as confined space or elevated um, situations. Um, so definitely realized and understood that I, I, uh, I, I enjoyed some of it, some of the aspects of it, you know, the, the camaraderie of teamwork and um, having a good um, core group you work with. Um, and then kind of got away from it, working other jobs um, through high school and subsequently college. And um, at the end of college, um, got a great offer to work for that company and um, started out, out as a project manager and then uh, went to a regional manager, found myself up in Chicago for some for some time. And um, then we had an opportunity to uh, jump over to a coding manufacturer and uh, got to see that side of the things. So um, kind of got to see really what goes into making a gallon of paint um, and obviously selling the gallon of paint and then putting the gallon of paint on. Um, through those experiences, through the application side and in the manufacturing side, um, kind of stumbled onto the inspection world and um, found out 
um, both good and bad, that um, the inspection firms play a pivotal role in the um, project um, timeline, efficiency, um, numerous other, other avenues as well, but um, decided to go off and, and, uh, and develop that company. So um, been able to see the industry um, from numerous different lenses and angles and um, which I think has helped me not only understand um, all sides of, of a project, um, but also, um, set, you know, learning lessons to, to complete those projects in a timely manner. So, um, as you mentioned, through those years and through those, um, I guess, journeys, you could say, um, have, have, have really um, enjoyed working with what used to be SSPC and NACE and now subsequently AMP. Um, and uh, through those times, you know, volunteered, um, as you mentioned, as a trustee. But prior to that, um, all the little steps along the way is, as, um, as, you know, membership chair and, and, and other areas. So um, you also mentioned our, the certifications. Um, I think it's, it's vital for everybody in the industry, no matter what what level you're on or what your role is within the industry to get that extra education and uh, understanding of the different backgrounds. Because um, as most could could imagine, you know, with, with AMP being uh, NACE and SSPC, formerly as those, those companies, um, it's, uh, you, you know, there's a, many sides of it. You know, you have the chemistry sure. of, the, of the coding and then you have the, um, equipment side of it and all those things. So yeah, it's been a fun journey. Uh, it's been a fun ride for sure. And, and look forward to the future. So tell us a little bit about 62 Archer inspection and consulting and the types of projects you're involved in today. Just walk us through the formation of that. I know you touched on it already and then some specifics as far as the types of projects that are in your wheelhouse. Yeah. So, um, 62 Archer is, we, we try to be a, uh, turnkey approach for our clients. Um, our clients range from the private and public sectors, um, range from water and wastewater um, to uh, bridges, um, lock and dams, um, some fueling facilities in the oil and gas sector, um, as well as uh, we also try to do a little bit in the commercial side of things. So, um, I alluded to a little bit earlier that the evolution of, of the industry, um, you know, t 15 years ago, we, I would never look at a, at a commercial building and think that inspection was needed on those, but, you know, you get, uh, the owner gets burnt once or twice by, uh, poor, poor quality and, uh, they learn the hard way. And then that opens the door for companies like ours to um, give our advice, give us our, you know, give our recommendations. Um, so we, we, we truly try to um, work in all the sectors um, of, of the industrial coding world. Um, we are nationwide. Um, last year we were in 30 something states. Um, last few years we've been in 30 something states. So um, we've been very blessed and worked really hard to, to get to that point. 
Um, but you know, if, as you know, and, and most people listening or um, most people working in, in the industry, they, they understand that, you know, you have to, you have to be nimble. You have to be able to evolve. You have to be um, able to work in other, other sectors and other regions um, because there's just not that many water towers in some areas or bridges in other areas. So we, we really try to cover all our bases uh, in saying that, I think it's also very vital and important to to understand your your lane, if you will, your area of expertise, and try to stay in there, um, so that you can give your clients the best um, best service, as well as being very open with them and letting them know this is what I'm really good at. These are the areas that we're not so good in because it's just not our area, but we'll help you find those answers and find those resources. So you've been doing this a while and you talked about your transition earlier, just looking holistically at the industry as a whole over those two decades. What are some of the things that are going on in the market now when you're going out as an inspector and you're obviously encountering some frequent pitfalls or question marks, whatever it may be from applicators out in the field? What's different, if at all, in 2023 relative to 10, 20 years ago when you were first getting started? What are some of the new challenges that you're really seeing in the 2020s that may not have been quite as prevalent when you first started in this field a while back? Well, uh, that's a that's a great, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a great question. Uh, it's funny because in our industry, there's some things that never change, like a six bag pot or an eight ton pot. Right. Will 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 always be there. You know, they they haven't really revolutionized too many things um, in some facets of the industry. Whereas I think the biggest thing that's that's um, changed over the years is the the use of technology. Um, you know, drones and ROVs and um, documentation side of things with iPads and um, and and that sort of thing. So. Um, I'd say the biggest change has been the evolution of the of technology and how it relates to the industry. Um, it's making things much more streamlined. It's making things much more efficient. Um, there's some some great programs out there that we utilize to help us, uh, excuse me, achieve those goals. Um, but as, as far as the um, challenges. The, the technology can be challenging at times um, for some of the individuals um, or team members for both our team as well as other teams of uh, staying up on that and, um, and and utilizing those tools in the best manner. Because because like anything, you know, the first day you get your iPhone or your Samsung or Droid or whatever it might be, um, you know, if you're switching from one to the other, that that's that, that can be a challenge. That can be intimidating. So, kind of walking the 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 team members through those, uh, myself included, um, those hurdles, and and really understanding what the ultimate goal is, um, is 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 somewhat of a hurdle. It's it's definitely achievable, um, but uh, I think the technology side um, has has really opened eyes. Um, then I would say the other factor of it is, is always, you know, you're always trying to ensure the client's able to use and understand, 
the industry at, at its best. And what I mean by that is, is most of the time, um, especially when you're dealing with smaller municipalities or you're dealing with commercial or private sector, they might not have the staff and the means and methods to understand how to get to their goal. So the goal is, we'll use an example of a water tower. Um, sometimes the individual that's quote unquote in charge of that water tower might also be in charge of, you know, mowing the grass or, or clearing the snow in the winter or, or what have you. They say we want our, our tower to be painted. Um, a lot of times they might not know how to get to that goal. So the education and uh, teaching and um, uh, I guess shining a light on the difference mm -hmm. between the coatings and the difference between the application um, is, is vital. So, you know, educating the consumer and educating the client, um, I think, will always be uh, not an issue, but also you could call it another hurdle. So let's talk about your history with the associations. You touched on that earlier. What are your personal certifications and how have those helped you over the years when it comes to your career development? For example, in your current role as an inspector, obviously there's certain certs that you have to have to make you qualified for a given pro project. Just explain to me what those are and how those have helped you over the years. Yeah. Um... So I was very blessed by my, <clears throat> excuse me, by my by my first employer um, that they or he um, was very adamant um, and very um, and promoted um, SSPC on a very high level and always always um, encouraged everyone and quite frankly paid for everyone to get their certifications. At the time, you know, we said, "Sure, let's sign up. Um, let's let's get this extra education." And because of that, uh, we were able to not only understand the requirements of uh, certain specifications, but also how to get to those requirements, um, both more economically and more efficiently. Um, an example would be is, you know, we knew at a young age or early in the career. That we had to paint the bridge. Um, we didn't understand. We didn't might. Or I'm sorry. We might not have understood to the full ex extent of when when they talk about an you know an SP six. What truly is an SP six? So um, understanding those <clears throat> requirements and the standards, you were able to not only you know, instruct your team in a better manner, but also understand what the inspector at those times was looking for. Um, so, you know, having my NACE level three for many years now, um, having the SSPC's PCI when it first came out, um, having, you know, the C3s and the C5s and all the other safety requirements as well, um, you, you really got to, to see it and understand it a little bit better when you go through those classes. Um, and, you know, AMP um, obviously does a great job with those. Um, and teaching those um, are, are vital to the industry. And I think it's very important for the, the, the newer uh, people coming through, as well as maybe the more tenured staff um, that haven't had those. It, it really, truly helps. I mean, even down, uh, you know, breaking down the different um, areas of a company, most of the time, you know, you'll have your accounts payable, accounts receivable. 
um, or even your safety division, it even helps those different roles and responsibilities within the company to to understand not only uh, what the guys and girls in the, in the field are, are, are working towards so they have a better understanding whenever they might be coming in and, and discussing it internally. So, um, you know, I think, think understanding those, those, those areas, uh, understanding what is needed and required is very helpful. Um, so, like I said, in, in, from the beginning of uh, getting those certifications early on in my career uh, has definitely helped me evolve um, with, within the industry. So prior to AMP, what was your history with NACE and or SSPC? I know I was reading your EAG bio with Codings Pro Editorial Advisory Group, that is, and we talked about you leading one of your local NACE chapters. What have those associations meant to you over the years? And spinning it forward to today, what are the ways in which you're engaging with AMP right now? So <clears throat> I I was, um, I've got, I kind of fell into those roles more of uh, what can I do? What can I, what can I see? What can I be a part of to help the industry? Um, right. And because of that, I said, well, what can I do to be involved more? What can I do to um, not only talk about the positives, but also talk about the negatives and, and understanding those negatives to the fact of it's easy to complain and, and easy to bring up something that might not be the best, but how do we make that better? Um, so by taking those different uh, roles within NACE um, at the local chapter level, we were able to talk to um, not only our, our team, but, but competitors and really try to bring to the forefront some of the things that could make the um, industry and um, different chapters within the industry better. Um, so, uh, like you said, I, I, I started out uh, on the NACE side um, as I, I, it's, it's been a while, so I'm trying to remember, but I believe it was just the membership chair in the beginning. So let's go out and find new speakers for our, uh, our, our monthly meetings. Let's go find out new topics that might um, entice more people to come, get more involved, and then worked up worked my way all the way up to, uh, to, to, to trustee. Um, by doing so, we were able to also speak to other chapter trustees at the, at the annual meetings and, and discuss things that they faced, things that we faced. Um, we're able to discuss those things and, and help um, promote the not only the local chapter but NACE is a as a uh, global um, uh, foundation as well. So um, obviously, you know, I think most people would agree um, that the chapters, at least in our region, was more NACE heavy than it was mm -hmm. SSPC. Um, not to say SSPC wasn't wasn't strong in in, in our region, but it was. Um, it didn't have the, the the local chapter as as the NACE did at the time. So um, because of that, <clears throat> I think I just fell <clears throat> excuse me fell into the uh, the NACE side of it a little bit more. Um, obviously, um, the 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 SSBC was more of a contractor driven um, side of things, and then the NACE was more of the individual driven. 
um, side of things. So it was always kind of comparing apples to oranges, but ultimately it came down to the industrial painting. So there was very, very common, common ground in that, in that uh, sense. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a fun time and, and, uh, really enjoyed doing it. Um, then obviously hung, hung those boots up, if you will, and other people mm -hmm. stepped in and doing a great job, um, still to this day. Um, currently, other than some some other smaller committees, uh, it's been a little bit since I have been as involved. Um, but still, from afar, I'm always always happy to give uh, my two cents and um, give my recommendations of, of pros and cons. Um, so now it's it's exciting to get back into uh, another role this time with the editorial group um, to spotlight, you know. The, projects that have gone well, uh, maybe some learning lessons from projects that might not have gone as well as they could have gone. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's definitely exciting to get back in it and, and uh, see what's going on within the industry. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Why is the EAG such a good use of time for someone like yourself? Because obviously you've got your day job, you've got plenty of travel, you've got plenty of networking that accompanies it as well. Why do you want to go the extra mile and engage with Codings Pro and our audience? Why is that something that really matters to you? Well, I think, you know, um, the first thing that comes to mind is is to um, shine the light on on areas that that are, you know, that that, that should be, I guess, spotlighted. Um, there's a lot of awesome, cool projects that that a lot of people don't get to see on an everyday basis um it's fun to see um challenging projects um and how companies are able to overcome those challenges um and uh you know you utilize the tools within the industry to make those projects run smoothly and i feel like the, the editorial group um has the ability to reach out to different not only regions and areas but also different parts of the industry um you know Offshore is completely different than pipeline, which is completely different than transportation, which is completely different than water and wastewater. So um, everybody kind of has their 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 uh, expertise, and it's always fun to see the new trends and the new um, equipment and the new technology for the coatings um, within those different sectors of the industry, and bring those to attention of other people because. Most of the time, whenever those are spotlighted, um, you're able to utilize those in future projects uh, and future endeavors to uh, not only help your company, but also help uh, the industry uh, as well as your clients ultimately. So it's just a good way, I, in, my, in my opinion, to um, showcase the new and upcoming um, projects, the new and upcoming technologies, and how to utilize those in the best in the best manner. So we're now in our third year of the NACE SSPC merger. You referenced that a couple of times already. How do you think that's going? What are your views on the integration process and what opportunities are there now that you've combined these two legacy groups? Uh, well, you know, it's it's like with anything, uh, any merger, um, they're always going to have their their ups and downs. Um, I, I personally uh, think that 
because the industry uh, recognizes that the the, um, the the merger was most likely needed um, in numerous ways. Um, now it's just a matter of ironing out the kinks. Um, so you know it's the little things sometimes that um, that probably could be um, streamlined a little bit better, such as you know behind the scenes operations as far as you know your certifications or um, duplicate duplicates of uh, of um, um, you know some of the standards uh, it's good to see that they're they're starting to be um, under one umbrella if you will so mm-hmm. uh, you know personally I, I always thought it's better to get all the minds in one room at one time if possible. And because of the merger, I feel like that's much more achievable. Um, I think most people would agree that if you, in years past, if you went to the SSBC conference and you went to the NACE conference, you're going to see quite a bit of different faces at each one. Now, there will be the overlap, obviously, um, but it's nice to see the end user, the contractor, if you will, the applicator is in the same um conference now as the chemists that are developing the um the the you know the 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 new coatings or the new equipment and anytime you're able to have both sides together i think that's that's positive um you know you can look at it from within a, with any large corporation you know if 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 the blue collars are talking to the white collars you can hear the, the struggles that each side has, and then you might be able to understand the, 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 why the struggles are there and then ultimately try to fix those. So I, I think it's very positive. Um, it's not gonna happen overnight, but I think if there's more involvement and there's more positive feedback and subsequently um, review of the, of the feedback to the point where you can you can really change some things, then, then ultimately, uh, I think that there's great possibilities there. Um, so do I think it's great? I do. Um, do I think that there's things that can be better? Absolutely. But I think they've come a long way and, uh, over a short period of time. So it, it, it's exciting to see what the future is going to hold um, within that merger. So for people that are relatively new to the industry and in your shoes from a decade or two ago, what's your advice to them what opportunities should they be looking at both at an association level and beyond? Maybe it's simply within their own company or the jobs they're applying for. Basically, what advice would you give someone new to the industry as they're starting out their career? I'd say uh, the best advice would be to challenge yourself uh, with with trying to find different um, certifications, different classes, different committees, um, different areas that you might not be as either comfortable with or knowledgeable about, um, and and really try to, you know, every year, every other year, set your personal goal um, and challenge yourself to to you know get out your comfort zone and uh, learn those areas and understand those areas. Um, because you're only going to benefit yourself and ultimately your firm, uh, your company you're dealing with, whatever it may be. Um, and then I know everybody's slammed these days and everybody's got a ton of work. Um, but, um, 
volunteer as much as you can. You know, maybe um, if, if you're learning a new part of the in industry every other year, well, then you the years that you're not learning those new areas, maybe you're volunteering in some capacity. Um, because anytime that 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 you're able to do that, you're you're also learning, but you're also helping other people learn some of the things that you face. So, um, I, I the answer to the question um, in the simplest form would just be to get a better understanding of of what you're doing and areas you might not be doing too much in, and then the volunteering part. I think that's great advice from Eric Nenninger, founding partner of 62 Archer Inspection and Consulting. Eric, for anyone who wants to get in touch with you or learn more about what you're doing, what's the best way that they can do that? Uh, most of the time, text message, phone call, email. Um, we're revi we're uh, revising and updating our, our website um, currently, so it's, it's under construction again. Um, and we do that just to try to stay up with the times and try to stay up with um, our clients' needs. Um, and uh, but yeah, I'd say text message or phone call would probably be the best. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm always there to help and uh, always happy to give back as much as I can. Sounds good. Folks, this is where we will wrap it for today. For Eric Nenninger, I'm Ben Dubose. If you want more resources from us at CodingsPro, you can go to the website at codingspromag.com or you can check out amp.org, amp.org for news from the Association for Materials Protection and Performance. With that, we'll Thanks put a bow up, on ben. this. Absolutely. With that, we'll put a bow on this episode. For Eric, I'm Ben. Thanks as always for listening. And please come back soon for another new CodingsPro podcast.